He is our Savior. He is our God. He is our Director. Amen. And without His going on, then we will fall away and we'll die. Oh, folks, I don't want to die. I don't want to backslide. I don't want to quit God like so many millions are in our uh, country today. I want to go on with Him. Amen. I want the old past. The old past, the old ways. The way that Hallelujah. Thank the Lord. He will keep us. Amen, Brother Benny Sutherland. Many of you don't know him. He preached one time or maybe a few times uh, that the keepers will be kept. The keepers. Those who keep the Lord. Those who hold on to Jesus. Hold on to His ways. Amen. Those words. The Lord will hold on to us. Amen. And we can make it through. Hallelujah. Amen. I appreciate the Lord. Let's give him a thanks offering. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we thank you for your what you've done for us. How you kept us. How you blessed us. You brought us one more time back into the house of the Lord. And we thank you and we praise you, O oh God. about him being merciful then it goes right into and says but not acquitting those who are guilty come on we serve a great God and he is balanced and he knows just the right way and just what to do thank the Lord I appreciate the Lord in praying for the service here this morning uh, felt the Lord direct me to an old story, but you know what? It really uh, uh, is very relevant for today. And so if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Genesis chapter 6. And if you want to, you can stick your finger in Matthew chapter 24, because part of our text will go come from there too. But Genesis chapter 6, and we'll start in verse 1, and I'm sure that you've heard this preach before we're not preaching anything new amen genesis chapter 1 6 in verse 1 genesis 6 in verse 1 and it came to pass when man men began to multiply on the face of the earth and daughters were born unto them i want you to think about that verse right there and it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth and daughters were born unto them that the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair and they took them wives of all which they chose. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man for that he is flesh, yet his day shall be a hundred and twenty years. 
And there were giants in the earth in those days and after that when the sons of God came into, uh, in unto the daughters of uh, men and they bare children uh, to them, the same became mighty men which were of now old men of renown. I read that wrong. The same became mighty men which were of old men of renown. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually and it repented the lord it repented the lord that he had made man on the earth and it grieved him at his heart now matthew chapter 24 go to verse 36 Matthew 24, verse 36. But of that day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But as the days of no, let me just inject. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying, giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark and knew not until the flood came and took them away, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Amen. Let's bow our heads. Dear Lord Jesus, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, that your word is right and true and it is relevant, and it is right to apply it to our hearts and to our lives here in the year 2023. And we thank you, Lord, that you're not just a God or a fad, but you are who you are, and you are truth, and you are life. And through you and by you and by you only is there salvation. And not only salvation, but there is help, and there is strength, and there is grace to help us day by day. Come, Lord Jesus. Bless and anoint this word here this morning in these feeble lips of clay that, Lord, we might bring forth your word and that your word would touch those hearts that are needing to draw nigh unto you. Come by and help us, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Shake hands with somebody around you. Amen. So good seeing you. Oscar and those visitors that came with him here this morning. Amen. It's, uh, it, it's good. Also, it's good having Santino. Hadn't been here in seven years. He uh, lives in Nigeria. And uh, he is uh, getting his master's degree at Georgia Southern. And we're so glad for him to come back and be with us here this morning. We're glad for every one of you. Amen. Amen. To our text. It says here in that first verse, in the very beginning of my text, it talks about men and daughters. Men and daughters. Yeah. All of these are the children of Adam and Eve. Men and daughters. And remember, if you would, that the first child, children that were born was Cain and Abel. But Cain killed his brother. And he was cursed of the Lord for killing his brother 
and refusing to repent of it. Come on. Cain had children, and they had children, and so on and so forth. Come on, they just, they were having children. Till there were millions of people, even probably billions of people. Okay? And the daughters of Cain were called good. They were pleasant. They were beautiful. Some of their names meant pleasant or ornament or loveliness. So Cain wandered, because that was part of his curse. He wandered and he had fallen. He had fallen, meaning that he was no longer uh, able to come into the presence of the Lord. I'm going to tell you something, folks. Hell's going to be an awful place. Hell's going to be a terrible place to go to. But part of that is going to be that there will be no presence of the Lord there. Come on. And so we go on and we see that uh, when Adam was 130, uh, uh, 130 years old, he had another son named Seth. Amen. And he was so proud to have another son. Now, that didn't mean that Eve quit having children, okay? What it meant was there was a while there before they had uh, Seth to come along, okay? So there were daughters. I mean, when you live 900 and some odd years old, how many children do you think you might could have during that amount of time? Come on. I'd say, I'd say, you know, if you, uh, even if you're being not nice about it, I mean, and, and give them five years in between there, that's a lot of children, huh? Abraham, how many of you realize that Abraham, of course he had uh, that one son by the uh, Hagar, he then had another son by Sarah, but then he had 12 more children by, what was her name? Keturah. 12 more children. Huh? And all of those first two children had 12 children. My, I don't know about you, but I wouldn't want to be at that house. Huh? That's a lot of youngins. Now, Brother Ron over here, he, let's see here. Tell me, you got two, two of your children. I'll have 19 grandchildren. Between the two of them. One has 13, 14, the other one has five. Woo! That's a busy house. Come on. What am I talking about? I'm talking about people multiplying. Somehow or another, we uh, come to the conclusion that during this time, there weren't a whole lot of people. We think that they were probably ignorant and didn't know too much and that they were just stone men and living in caves. That's not the way it was. There was a couple of thousand years here during this time before the flood came. And there were children and their children had children and their children had children. And it was just all over, all over the place. But Cain, the one who was cursed, he had a head start. Okay? He had more children. And apparently his daughters were beautiful. Okay? And so then we go on and we see 
at some point, we don't know exactly when, some point, the children of Sheth, of Seth, found the daughters of Cain. Come on. This lineage that was born, that was blessed, that was part of Abraham's lineage, coming down, that was considered, you know, righteous in God's eyes. They're coming on down. And, and so Seth's children began to see and notice Cain's daughters. They were beautiful. And they began to marry. Yeah. Now folks, I want to say something to you. I'm not against marriage. Right. I'm for marriage. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, if marriage is something that uh, brings us closer to God, that's what it's intended to do. Because really and truly, you may not realize this, but your marriage is preparing you and helping you to be able to have the right relationship with Jesus Christ. Yeah. Okay? And so, they began to marry and intermingle. Now, Cain, he wasn't following after God, folks. He was following after his own ways. Right. He was denying his sin. I'm okay. I can do what I want to. Uh, we see that I think it was one of his grandchildren ended up starting. That's the first place we see in the Scripture where he married more than one woman at a time. Come through Cain's lineage. Okay? And then you see uh, um, that same man ended up killing somebody else. Come on. So there's this murder and all of this evil and wicked stuff beginning to develop over through that lineage of Cain. And Seth, his children, saw the children, the daughters of Cain. And they were fair. Okay? And so, in the process of time, Seth began to, not Seth himself, but his children began to marry. And by them marrying into these people who didn't fully believe in God, it caused the lineage of Seth to backslide and to get away from God. Okay? And so, where it talks in here, uh, let's see here. I don't want to get ahead of myself. Only one line of Seth held on to their faith. One line. Seth had children, grandchildren, but we only know of one line that held on to the Lord. And that was that line that went through Enoch. Yes. You remember Enoch? Said he walked with God and he was not. He was translated. We're expecting to see him come back at some point in time in the future. Amen. And uh, then there's Methuselah, the oldest man ever recorded. And I can't remember 969 years old. Amen. And so Methuselah, and then it came to Noah. These, this line was considered the sons of God. Talking back at the first of Seth. But his, this is the only line that held on. And so when it says the sons of God married the, de uh, the daughters of men, it's talking about fallen men there, folks. No way. I want you to pay attention to me. No way 
Did a man or a woman marry an angel? Right. No way did they marry some alien because there aren't any aliens, folks. Right. Come on. Uh, it's talking there about marrying between godly people and ungodly people. Right. Amen. And I know that sometimes... Uh, uh, I, I won't even get into all that, but still, this these scriptures never talk about those giants being of a different species than man. But they were considered fellers. Now, when I was growing up, feller wasn't a, a bad term. But as I got to study the Word of God, fellers is considered a bad term. Huh? It's talking about a tyrant, talking about a bully. And it can also be talking about some men who are intelligent, uh, noble, or skillful. And so um, I noticed that, uh, I wish I could pronounce his name, just sinuous. Uh, his uh, lexicon on the Hebrew word said, those who used to interpret the passage of Genesis of the fallen angels were accustomed to render uh, that word as fallers, rebellers, apostates. That's what that word means. Okay? And so, needless to say, I, I'm getting somewhere. Forgive me. I ho hope I'm not uh, slowing you down. But, in, uh, but the growth rate of the pre-flood uh, world, I got this out of Answers in Genesis if the growth rate in the pre-flood world was equal to the growth rate in 2000, the year 2000, there would have been about 750 people at the time of the 750 million, I'm sorry, 750 million people at the time of the flood. However, given the extremely long lifespan prior to the flood, growth rate could have been much higher, increasing the growth rate by just 0.001 would put the population close to 4 billion people. I don't know about you, but that, that just gives me shivers. Out of 4 billion people, out of 4 Billion people, God only saved Noah and his family. Out of four billion people, there were only this family, it was eight, eight souls that were saved. Eight souls that, and we're not talking about people who never messed up. We're talking about eight souls, amen, who were trying to follow after God and trying to obey God. Now, I'll be honest with you, we don't show in the Scriptures any teaching of churches back during that time. We're not, uh, we don't see anywhere where there were synagogues, if there was uh, the, the law written out like that. And don't think that these people didn't have writings and cities and all that. They did. Okay? I, I personally think that, that that one up in uh, um, Turkey called Topapik or something like that, anyway, of this place that they found, I personally believe that's a pre-flood archaeology find. Come on. 
Did you know we're all related? Huh? Yes. A little distant. About 4,000 years back. We all come from the same family group. From Noah's family group. Yes. All of us. We're family. That's why we're all family. Amen. But the Lord only saved eight people. I don't know about you, but that's heartbreaking. Huh? Because I know that that flood, when it came, people heard Moses preaching. I personally think God would have made a, a way for others if they wanted to come. But he was preaching. He was preaching righteousness. Yes. We never read anywhere where he uh, anyone got saved during that time. We don't read it. But when that door shut and Moses, uh, Noah did not shut that door, the Lord shut that door. There was pounding when that water began to rise on the outside of it. Open the door! Open the door! Open the door! But there's going to be a different way. Coming up. Amen. We see Jesus quoting from these same scriptures. And you know what he said in verse 37? But as the days of Noah were, so shall the coming of the Son of Man be. Amen. He's coming. Amen. Jesus is coming. Amen. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you living in such a way that if He sneaks up on you, He won't catch you doing something wrong? Right. Won't catch you doing something bad? So doing something that you know displeases Him? Right. You know the Scripture says that if we love Him, we will keep His commandments. Yes. Come on! The commandments won't save you, folks. No. It's the love of Jesus. Amen. Amen. His precious blood shed on Calvary that will save us. Yeah. But there's coming another day. And it's fastly approaching. And one of the ways that you can tell that the, the time is coming nigh is all of this wickedness throughout the world. Wickedness in our country. We used to... Did you know the Europeans and uh, uh, other people on the other continent, you know, across the, the, the lake, they used to say? Across the pond. Huh? They used to say we were a Puritan people. You know what that meant? That meant obeying God's word. We weren't no fun. We wouldn't party party. Huh? We wouldn't be getting involved in all these sexual relationships. Uh, we wouldn't be uh, marrying and giving in marriage. Notice how it says that. Marrying and giving in marriage. Why are you repeating yourself? Because... People are getting married and remarried. I don't like this one. Give me another one. Uh, let me try this one out before we get married. We'll do... Come on! God is against that. Amen. Uh, Paul even said, don't let it be named amongst us that we are fornicators. Come on! The scriptures are plain. And so uh, we're living in those days as in the days of Noah. In the Old Testament, some of that scripture... Uh, talks about uh, possibly even uh, sexual, homosexual sins. Come on. And folks, I want you to know something. I'm not against an adulterer. You hear me? And I'm not against a fornicator. 
And I'm not against a homosexual. Come on. I love them. And they need to get saved. And they got to get right. What they are doing is sin. But Jesus went to the cross to save those types of people. Weren't some of us like that? Weren't some of us in that good condition? Amen. That's the way we used to be. But praise God, He came. And I want to talk to you that God decided to build another ark. And it's been going on for a while, but it really came to full fruition about 2,000 years ago. And that ark is Jesus Christ. Come on. Jesus came to seek and to save that which was lost. He came for the ungodly. He came for those who were despised. He came for those who are rejected. He came for the rich and He came for the poor. He came for everyone. Amen. But oh, He did not come to us. Amen. To let us stay in the muck and the mire and in the sin. Jesus came to change us. Have you had a change yet? Are you the same person you used to be? Praise God. I'm not the same one that I used to be. I'm not the same rounder that I used to be. Praise God. Because Jesus saved me. Amen. He's building another ark. Amen. That ark. You want me to know? There's a name to that ark. You know what the name of that ark is? Church. Church. I don't like church. I don't like going to church. I don't like being in church. You know, I, you know, folks, Jesus died for the church. He died for uh, those who would get saved. The church is the body of Christ. The church is just a term used for those who have given their hearts and their lives under Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Oh, thank the Lord. And He's wanting us to come in. How many remember the old song, The Old Ship of Zion? Yeah. Huh? The Old Ship of Zion. That's one of the terms given to uh, the church is the Ship of Zion. If you allow me, the Ark of Zion. And aren't you glad? Whosoever will. Come. Come in this Ark. Amen. And I want to tell you something now. We are not the only ark. There are a bunch of other arks. We are not the only people. God's got people all over. Amen. If they're preaching the Word of God, out of the Word of God, they're taking the whole Gospels, amen, and all of the Word, amen, they're part of the ark of God. They've got three amens. Come on. And so, this ark, because, and again, billions, billions of people perished because they would not serve the Lord. You say, well, they probably didn't even know about the Lord. Oh, sure, they knew about the Lord. Come on. Their names would have that E-L in it. You know what that E-L in one of the names, like Methuselah, that A-L there, uh, that A-L or E-L is pointing back to God. But what they ended up doing was changing what they thought God was. 
Some changed them into the worship of trees. Some changed them into worship of uh, nature. Some changed uh, into the worship of star. Y'all remember that group that was wor uh, worshiping the, that, uh, what was that? Uh, huh? Comet. There was a comet coming. Do you remember that? Yeah. Huh? And all the people sold all that they had and they all went up to some mountain because when that comet was coming by, it's basically like, beat me up, Scotty. Come on. But it never happened. It never happened. Folks, do not lose the truth. In our day and hour that we're living in, so many lies are being taught. So many falsehood. There's this deconstruction movement going on. Uh, where people are to examine their lives and, and break it back down and don't believe anything mom and dad taught you, don't believe anything the church taught you, and teach yourself and do it your own way. Folks, that's a lie. It's a tool of Satan. Yes, that's right. We're going to have to look under Jesus. Jesus built an ark. Yes, he did. Jesus built an ark. Who? Who in here is Jewish? I'm adopted Jew. That's right. Praise God. I am now. By the blood, we are made heirs and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. So he's Jewish. Come on. But praise God, we don't have to live by the Torah. We don't have to live by the sacrifices. Jesus made that one and only sacrifice that we needed. Jesus came that we might live. This next time that the Lord brings judgment upon this entire earth is going to be a fiery judgment. Amen. Everything on the earth has become, become molten. I, I had a little track. I don't think I got any back there anymore. But uh, what I've studied and is that lake of fire is going to come up and then it's going to just spread all over the entire earth. And so earth is going to end up being that burning fire forever and ever and ever. You can read it in Revelations. Come on. But I'm not going to be here. You know why? I'm in that ark. <laughs> Woo! Hallelujah! I'm in that ark. And I, there's safety in that ark. And the Lord is going to carry us out of here. Praise God. And not only that, He's going to make us a new heaven and a new earth. Amen. And we're not going to have all these issues we got now. Now what the Lord's going to do with us, I don't know. But I'm going to tell you something. We're not going to be sitting around twiddling our thumbs or doing repetitious things all the time. The Lord don't do like that. He'll do something new, which I cannot even imagine. Amen. So the question is, Teresa, come get a song. The question is for you here right now. Or, or let me remind you, let me remind you of the um, um, 
the virgins. You remember the story of the virgins? Huh? Seven that were foolish. Seven that were wise. Come on. And whenever the bridegroom came, that's Jesus. They were all called to come to the marriage. And they all went in, but seven were late. Folks, uh, please don't be late to things. Because you'll not be late to this marriage supper. But it, it said something that reminds me of the ark so much. Those seven wise made it in and said, then the door was shut. The door was shut. Folks, if you don't make it in on the first, you're not going to make it in. Don't get upset with me, but I personally don't believe in tribulation saints. Some might, but I don't believe anybody's going to get saved during the tribulation I got, a little, I got a little bit of scripture for that. They repented not of their sins. So the question is, if the door was open and you were called to the marriage supper, would you be there right now? Or is there something in your life, something in the way of your life that you have not gotten under the blood and gotten victory over where would you be? Amen. Let's stand all across the house. I told you Jesus came to seek and to save that which was lost. And I'm going to tell you something. There's one thing that will separate you between God and you. One thing. One thing. It's not where you live at. Huh? It's not what race you are of, which actually there's only one race, folks. It's not a matter of either you're rich or poor, educated or not. It doesn't matter about that. It all matters about the sin issue. That's right, bro. The sin issue. Sin. Scripture is plain. Sin separates us from God. How has America come to the place where they think they can sin and still be called a Christian? That they can live and continue to do sin over and over. God did not do that. God has called us to come out from among them. To be separated from our sins. To be sanctified in His sight. And to live holy and righteous. Now I'm not saying that you'll never sin after that. But sin will become the exception in your life. And not the rule. Not the thing that you do every day. You don't have to sin. You don't have to sin. Huh? When Satan had you bound, you were bound. I like to think it's kind of like the way that the old farmers used to treat the uh, old big hogs. 
Huh? Those big old hogs, you can't really do nothing with them, but I tell you what, if you can get them down and put a ring in their nose, you can tie a little old fish string to them and lead them wherever you want to go. That's the way sinner, sinners are and the devil. The devil's got that ring in their nose and he's leading them wherever they want to. He wants them to go. But Jesus took that ring out. He removed it. Woo! Glory! Hallelujah! We are free! Free to worship Him in holiness and in righteousness. We're free to live for Him. That's why they were called Christians. Amen. Amen. I don't know what they would call them in Antioch today. We went through that. They probably wouldn't call them Christians, would they? Come on. I'm making it personal. Where are you? Would you make it? Be honest with yourself. Don't say, well, my preacher said. Or, you know, I know another person that's in the same condition and does the same thing. You know, I know that. No, you don't know. If it's contrary to the Word of God, it's sin. Yes. It'll separate us. One sin. There'll be some people in hell for lying. Did you know lying is still a sin in 2023? You wouldn't have thought that over the last five or six years or even more. huh? But it's still a sin. And God's still going to send liars to hell. Heads bowed and eyes closed. Are you in the ark? Do you have that assurance that Jesus has saved you? Have you made full and complete confession? Paul said in Corinthians, he said for us to examine ourselves whether or not we be in the faith. Don't talk yourself into the faith if you know you're not. I thank the Lord. He is merciful. The reason for this message here this morning is don't don't begin to drift. And don't get to the place where you begin to accept sin as being okay. Is there anyone here this morning that needs to come to this altar? You're not joining our church. You're you're going to be coming and talking to Jesus and joining the church. Amen. That Lamb's Book of Life written up in heaven. Would you come and say, Jesus, forgive me. And Lord, by your grace, by your help, Lord, I'm going to stop doing what I've been doing. you believe the Lord will do that? I know He will. So while they sing a verse, who will come? Who's concerned about your soul? Your eternal soul. Amen. Come. Listen while you still